Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. So Romans chapter 11, we're going to be in verses 33 through 36, okay? Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Romans is in the New Testament. Here is what Paul is saying. So here's what he says. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. Amen. This particular passage, Paul is explaining to us the grandeur or the bigness of God. And until you and I understand how big God is and how great he is, we won't be able to appreciate or to value who God is. We first need to come into contact with this amazing God who controls the universe, who's in charge of everything. And at the same time, he's a personal God. And there's no better place to start to understand the greatness and the bigness of God than at the cross of Jesus Christ. And so when we look at the cross... We must be awed by what happened on the cross. It is awe-inspiring. And if we're going to talk about the scope of the cross, it was it just a basic event that happened 2,000 years ago, or did it have bigger implications on our life? The cross provides our access to relate to God. And somebody once said that behind the cross at Calvary, there is the throne of heaven. Behind the cross at Calvary, there's the throne of heaven. There's a greater work that's being done. And until you and I stand in front of this amazing God, our lives won't make much sense. So how can we understand the greatness of God? If you're here today, and if you've ever had a difficult time understanding God, or God has ever been complex to you, you're in good company. I've been there. All of us have been there. Not only that, one of the smartest people on the entire planet, the Apostle Paul, has also been there. And Paul himself has also been perplexed by how great and how big God is. Now, you might think, okay, well, Paul was confused, so what? Paul wrote 13 books of the New Testament. Paul was the protege of Jesus Christ. Paul was the Hebrew of Hebrews. Paul was the elite scholar of the day. There was no one smarter or greater or more intellectually astute than Paul. And think about it this way. This is how smart Paul was. He wrote 13 books in the New Testament that we still read 2,000 years later. Okay? This guy, Paul, imagine he he topped the Amazon uh, top book sale charts, not like for a week or two weeks, but for 2,000 years, right? That means that he had something to say and it was very important. But even Paul 
even Paul, was standing in awe of God, the center of the universe. This is why Paul here says, Oh, the depth of the riches and the knowledge of God. Now, I want to I dig deep today, okay? So put your theological thinking caps on. There's a reason why Paul starts this text in this way. He's coming towards the greatness of God, and, and he himself can't even comprehend it. And here's what he does. If you've ever read the New Testament, if you've ever read any of Paul's writings, especially Romans, it's a very complex, dense book, right? Now, what Paul does here in these verses is this. He breaks out into song. He begins to sing. Has there ever been a moment in your life when you were excited about something or maybe you were in awe of something and you just wanted to sing, okay? Maybe your words couldn't even express your feelings, but you heard a song of some sort and you're like, that's how I feel right now. I'm not sure how I put it into words, but this artist just did. This is what Paul is doing here. And what Paul is doing in this text, he's singing what's called a doxology. And all that the word doxa means, it means praise or giving glory to something. So here's Paul, a heavyweight theological giant, okay? After writing 11 chapters of the most complex book in the New Testament, he basically almost as if he gives up and he says, I can't take the grandness of God. I'm just going to sing a song of praise. You guys with me? This is what Paul is doing here. And so if you trace all of his other writings, he hardly ever does this. If you read all of Romans, it's very complex. It's very dense. It's very theological. But here, Paul begins to sing a song. Now, how do we know that what Paul writes is often difficult? And again, if you're here today, and if you've ever read the Bible, and some things seem complex to you, or some things you don't understand, you're in good company. Even Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, literally kind of bagged on Paul a little bit, and he told people in uh, one of his letters, he's like, look, I know, some things that Paul writes are very hard to understand, okay? Okay? That's what he said. So we're not claiming that the Bible is a very easy, simple book. It's a difficult book, but it's nevertheless a very important book. And so what happens is Paul is almost like standing in front of God and he's almost quoting a De- Deuteronomy 10:14 where it says, "Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Have you ever had this moment? Maybe uh, because we all live by the beach, maybe if you've ever went surfing, maybe if you um, get into the water and you're looking at the expanse of the ocean, the, how vast it is, how great it is, you cannot see the end of it. And those waters in which you're in, as pleasant and as refreshing they can be, they can also be very deadly, right? There's this great expanse. If you are a person who hikes and you've been to the Grand Canyon or you've been to other different hikes and you stand on top of the mountain and you take in everything that you see, you're at a loss for words. Has that ever happened to anyone? And so Paul, in this text, the very first thing he says, he says, oh, right? He's so taken back by it. And I think when you and I have a proper understanding of who God is, when we're awed and wowed, At the greatness of God, our life begins to make sense because it's about God. 
And according to scriptures, every sky, listen to this, every sky on every planet, in every solar system, in every corner of the universe belongs to God. God is the owner and creator of them all, and he's sovereign over them all. Check this out. Nothing that exists belongs to anyone else other than God. That's the God that you and I worship. Okay? So when we talk about our issues and our problems and and the situations that you might have come in here with today, for you... That might be the biggest problem. Maybe it's financial, spiritual, emotional. Maybe you're going through a difficult physical time. Maybe you're trying to think what college I should go to. September, August is uh, pretty much already here. You're kind of worrying about that. How am I going to pay for that? How am I going to pay for student loans and I couldn't find a job? How am I going to pay for my you know, family's mortgage? Or you're trying to think of, God, am I really doing what I should be doing in life? Am I fulfilling my calling? Is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? All these worries and complexities might seem humongous to you, okay? But when God looks at them, they're very small to him. Because to God, all of our problems are very small. Not in the sense that he doesn't care about them, but in the sense that he can solve them. He created the universe. What is it to him to orchestrate a plan for your student loans to be canceled somehow, right? I'm not guaranteeing that can happen, but God works in mysterious ways. So the Bible says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Bible says, asking you shall receive. So try it out. See if the creator of the universe wants to take care of you, and I know that he does. But when we're talking about all these different complexities that you and I are facing, here's the one thing that all of us have in common that God does not have. God is limitless. God is limitless. Um, I remember watching um, a movie with uh, a gentleman. I, a lot of people say I look like Bradley Cooper. I'm not sure if people agree or not. Um, but uh, he's a little bit better looking, probably not. Um, and the movie was called uh, Limitless. Okay, And basically what this guy does is he takes a pill and he's limitless. His knowledge is limitless. He knows everything. He solves everything, like he knows how to read the uh, minds of women, and he's, you know, amazing at that, which is a miracle in and of itself, and basically, he's just great. He's limitless, right? And when I was watching that movie, I wanted to be him, right? Who doesn't want to take a pill and know everything? Maybe some people don't, but I wanted to, just to try it out. Just give me 10 minutes of that, right? I'll solve all the world's problems in 10 minutes, and I'll go back to being a regular person. But that's the difference between us and God. And of course, it's a fictional depiction of a movie, but humans are limited. God is not. I don't know about you, but there have been many moments in my life where I have been discouraged and frustrated by my limitations because I'm a human being. So for example, a couple of years ago, when I tried to surf, okay, and that, mind you, is a sight to see, okay? Thank God nobody Snapchatted that. It was very difficult, right? And so I look at all the other surfers, and they're getting on their boards, and they're doing flips, and they're having the, you know, the GoPro attached. And I'm like, my cell phone's not even waterproof, right? So already feeling bad about that. Um, 
and they're surfing and they're doing these amazing things. And I'm like, this looks really easy. And you know, the professionals, what they do is they make things look really easy, right? Which it's not. And I kept trying to get on my surfboard and I kept planting my face into the bottom of the sand, into the bottom of this ocean. And I was getting frustrated, but they're all doing so well. And they're like, dude, brah, you know, you got to do this for every single day. Yeah, hang loose and stuff. And, and I'm like, oh, but I only do it like once in three years because I want to post it on Instagram and I want people to think I surf every day, but I don't. Hashtag reality. So what happens is this. We're limited by what we can do and we're frustrated by our limitations. And one of the biggest limitations that I've noticed in my life, and I think it's in your life as well, is time. We're so limited on time. And I've tried to do this before and I cannot seem to get it to work. I can't stretch time. I can't prolong time. I can't pause it. All I am is subject to it. And if you have ever experienced frustration with your limitations, think about it. If you want to write something on a piece of paper, what are you going to need? You're going to need a paper. You're going to need a writing utensil. You need some tools in order to create. The difference about God is he can create something out of nothing. God doesn't need anything in order to create something. If you wanted to paint, if you're, if you're somebody who's a painter and you want to be Leonardo da Vinci or Picasso or somebody else, you know that you're limited, right? You can go to the best art supply store. You can buy the best tools, which ultimately doesn't mean a thing. I've seen many people make that mistake. Tools don't matter. It's if you don't have, they do matter. But if you don't have the skill or if you don't work on it, you're going to experience your limitations. If you want to build something, you want to construct a house, you want to build a second uh, room in your house, a deck, whatever it is that you build, those people who build, good for you. I'm not sure how that happens. Lowe's and Home Depot, I try to avoid them at all costs. Um, and if you understand, if you want to build something, you're limited by your materials. You're limited by your resources. God is not. And here's the truth, friends. It might frustrate you and good because then you'll be more inspired by God that you and I are caged by what we can afford, what we can gather, and what's already been created. And the difference with God is this. He's not caged by anything. God can create something out of nothing. God is a creative God, and he's a creator God. And God can do anything he wants at any moment that he wants. That's the God that you and I serve, and that is the God of the universe. So I want us to look at our life issues, complexities, problems, anxieties, and bring it under the sovereignty of God, the surpassing knowledge of who God is, the God of no limits. That's the God that we serve. listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.